Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? You know what it is. Hot takes. Bill and Eric. Uh, yo. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to rap. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I can. Yo, yo, have... Bill can rap. Yeah, Bill can rap. He's yeah. got some bars. And I'm, I'm planning on going to do one of the halftime shows yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. we broke some acts. But uh, as the season goes on, the... Uh, the acts are looking a little uh-huh. thin, yeah. uh, in terms of who we've who we've booked. Uh, we're taking care of that. Uh, we told them, "Don't worry about it." We're, yeah. we're, we know some people. Yeah, Bill so. is talented, so I think he could definitely do it. But anyways, welcome back, everybody, to Hot Takes with Bill and Eric. I am Coach Eric Kostopoulos. I'm joined by my co-head coach, Coach Bill. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, first off, we wanted to shout out to Abby. Abby, thanks for coming. She did a great job last time. That was a cute little discussion. That we was, had. yeah. She was really fun. She did a good job. Yeah, it was. It was nice to be able to talk to her about certain things and mm-hmm. just explain some things to her. Yeah, and uh, I don't think she really gets it still. Yeah, but. It was nice to make our voices heard and and have her try to advocate for some of what's being said about us on campus. Again, there's really no right validity to it. But the one thing that we can say to her that is well is shout out for her to coming here, being brave enough to come. I'm sure she was really scared to be stepping into the room with the bad boys of conservative talk. Well, sports talk, uh, sports talk, right? But yeah, bad boys of of sports talk, conservative talk, whatever you want to say. I'm sure that was a really intimidating situation for for Abby, and for her to show up and do that was great. So we just wanted to start off this episode, show a little bit of love. But you guys also saw what we can do in a room with someone like that. We are pretty fierce, pretty sharp, quick on our feet. Yeah, no, we were ready. Speaking of quick on our feet, not what our team has been recently. No, no, we've had some problems. Yes. Uh, Bill, how about you? How about you? I I'm gonna get worked up if I start on this one. So how about you get going on this? Yeah, we've we've had a, a rough go of it, and I blame most of this on the other coach. We came in mid-season. There was the whole embezzling fun scandal, so there is uh, there's a little bit of catch up that we have to do as mm-hmm. coaches. And obviously, he had their priorities all screwed up. Yeah. And first thing we're doing is locking in on tray balls yeah. because, okay, maybe everybody here can't dunk, but you all should be able to hit tray balls. So we're lining up behind the three-point arc. That's all our practices have been, have just been three-point drills. And we'll start with some half courts to get the muscles flowing. You know yeah. how sometimes yeah. baseball players, they'll use a weighted bat. Of course. So this is kind of like using a weighted bat, but we're, we're shooting the ball really far. A lot of them are not hitting the fixture. And so we're building up arm strength, yeah. right? And we're just we're just nailing down the fundies. Look, we can sit here and complain on our podcast all we want, right. but at the end of the day, it's our record too, right? Mm-hmm. This is a team, yeah. and we're coaches, and that's something we hold very dear to our hearts, almost as dear as we hold money. So you can imagine that we want to really make an impact on this team and in this league, and obviously it's all new to us, so it's okay if we screw up, but we're going to do our best. So we're pounding tray balls doing the best we can, uh, and it's not really going well for us so far. Yeah, and we spoke a couple episodes ago about how our tactics of negative reinforcement and certain antics we like to break out in in practice don't often feel quite right doing it to what is essentially a young woman. Uh, But we've kind of figured that out a little bit. I did come very close to fully losing it, maybe even striking someone when I was talking about the emphasis on three-point shots and perimeter play 
and she was and one of the the girls on the team who you know bless her heart she was like oh this is kind of like how mike d'antoni coaches right mike d'antoni is of course an nba coach and i had to ver i had to kind of take a lap and just and just calm myself down before being like no that quack was copying me right. and my invention and our philosophy that we made so famous Luckily, nothing too bad happened, and even if it did, we have no cameras or recordings, so it's okay. Well, you punched me in the face. Yeah, the energy had to go somewhere. I knew I'd be in serious trouble if I, uh, you know, struck this young woman. So, yeah, I, I clocked Bill, but you understood, and you were okay with it, right? I did. Uh, okay with it is maybe more... Oh, but you were fine. Oh, I was fine. Of course, I'm a tough guy. I can take. I've been punched in the face plenty of times. Before. You did make quite a funny noise, though. Yeah, but again, there's no cameras, no recording devices, so no one will ever hear it again unless I get punched publicly. But yeah, at the end of the day, I am a team guy, and I do know that if you were to have punched one of our players, we would have been in even more trouble than usual. Right. So, being the only other man in the room, if I had to take the hit there, quite literally, uh, that was fine by me, and uh, I'll get you back at some point. Oh, so. I'm, uh, look, this is not the first time we have had to to strike each other or, or, or anyone in practice. We're really finding the ways to turn the screws into these girls, except, except of course, our favorite, Veronica, who can dunk. Yes, she can dunk. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she is our favorite by far. Veronica's the best. Yeah, she's our go-to. I don't want to speak too soon, and I also don't want to be blasphemous but we spoke about a certain player we had at Georgia Tech Mm -hmm. back in 2003 that we really took a liking to. Yeah. And if there were a female equivalent to that player, as far as how we feel about them goes, this is, and I won't even utter his name. Mm. Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh. Yes, Chris Bosh. It's strikingly similar how much I'm just putting all of our faith into this one player. Yeah, let's just say this. Yeah, Veronica is definitely the glue that holds this operation together. What's been interesting, though, is that our deep sort of commitment to her and our affection towards her has turned some of the other teammates against her, though. Yes, it's also affected her play. Uh, Yeah. And she's upset with us because when we play her every minute of every game to get her all these great looks... She keeps talking about how tired she is. Right, yeah. So as much as I love her ability to dunk, I don't love her attitude so much. And I, I do wish she'd be a little bit more appreciative. And yes, she's a center and we're playing her at shooting guard. I was going to say, yeah, we're trying to... Look, being good at heat basketball with two Ds doesn't just mean being able to dunk or shoot threes. It means being able to do both if you can. So she's like, well, I'm tall. I have all this potential to be a... A, a, a power forward or a center, maybe maybe even in the WNBA, why are you, you know, spending all this time teaching me things that I might not even need to know? And we're like, well, uh, because we're trying to play heat basketball? Yeah. Like with two teats? Like we're trying to make sure that you are on this and that you can shoot tray balls because that all makes you, but she's not, a, she's, oh, I'm not a pure shooter or whatever. So yeah, she's not quite understanding how good we are for her yet, but she'll get there. And some of them are, are, telling us oh we're not trying to make the league right like was it we're, we're playing here uh-huh. you know we, we love the game we're not trying to make the league we're like good we're not trying to get you there that's oh, not no, the goal no. the goal is to get you playing heat with 2t basketball 
so that you can actually have some dignity and walk away with this right. game with some respect from for yourselves and from your opponents. I don't care about the WNBA. I yeah. don't care about the NBA. Any any affiliate of that program is not is not the be all end all. No. Heat basketball with two teams is it is the platonic form of basketball. It is it is the best form of basketball. It is the manliest, the most virtuous, the most magnanimous mm-hmm. form of basketball, and that is how any team that I coach. Will play, and it's something about screaming at these women that this is the manliest form of basketball there is. That's not resonating. Something with them. is just not clicking, and we're gonna figure it out. At practice, they'll stay committed to us, and they'll shoot tray balls the whole time if they need to. But it's like we jump in the game, and they forget all that, and all of a sudden they're trying to make jump shots again. And we are—I'm losing my voice at yeah. the end of these games because I'm screaming, "No, that was a two. Get behind the line. What are you doing, Veronica? Dunk it, dunk it, right. dunk it." <laughs> Stuff like that, because they just, it's like we we drill this stuff into their heads in practice, and it just goes out the window once yeah. we step on the floor for a game. I mean, this season's been tough for us, too, right? I mean, because this team is so, God, the way they approach the game is so unintuitive to heat basketball with two Ts. I have to show up to every game sober. I can't get coked up or drunk. I can't have any fun. I'm there. I can't fall asleep at any point during the game. I've got to stay fully awake. Because if I do, then they're going to shoot a jump shot or try to make a layup that isn't cool enough, right? Or Veronica is just going to do something that isn't correct or what we want her to do. And so I have to, I mean, man, I have forgotten how hard actually coaching like with full commitment is. But I'm also kind of finding a little bit of joy in it at the same time. I am, yeah, I'm rediscovering a, a joy that I once had, and it's it's pretty special. It's infuriating on, on the one hand, uh, especially given what we're trying to get these people to do. It's not an easy task, but there is a joy there, and I think that's felt amongst the team. There's a, there's yeah. a certain team spirit that's pretty special, I have to say. Uh, never would have thought this at the start of the season. It's no. been a challenge, and I'm not there every day, but... <laughs> Well, both meaning I'm not at practice no. every day because uh, I'm busy, but yeah. also I'm not in that mind state yeah. every day. There are some days where I'm I'm completely elsewhere, or I hate them, or I'm <laughs> I'm yelling at them. I don't want to see them ever again. But they do surprise me from time to time. That's true. Yeah, I love these guys. I have not actually. This is the first time I haven't missed a practice or a game. Because I have to be there. I just have to be there. Bill is that special sauce. Yeah. So when he's off, I'm you know, in and out. Right. Yeah. He, but I have to be there. I'm, I I I am really starting to feel a deep commitment here. But we'll keep you updated on that. And we're going to uh, head into our next topic in a second. But we are going to let our sponsors do some of the talking for a second, and then we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's us, the coaches, the hosts. Uh, so. Don't quite have a sponsor for this week, uh, other than our Patreon, which please go sign up for. Mm-hmm. It's patreon.com backslash Eric. But yeah, that's all we got for you today. I'd also like to take this time to solicit some advertisements from you if you have a business, a product, something you'd like to promote, uh, a viral video that you liked or possibly created. If you've got an account you'd like us to just signal boost, we will do any of that for the right price. Right. So... In the meantime, yeah, just go sign up for the Patreon. You can talk to Eric and Sidekick Sammy, probably not me, but please send us money for other things and we will happily promote it on this platform. Uh, yeah, no standards, no threshold. You want to boost something, want to get something heard by a bunch of people, the right price, the right bottom line is, is going to work for us. So don't you worry about it. Uh, don't worry about ideology. Don't worry about principle, nothing. Just just come with us with the right number and we will f- for sure, give it our full backing. All right, we're back. 
this is something we're really excited about. Oh, yeah. Something that we've been working on for a long time, Eric and I. Um, you may have heard of this book that's going around. Uh, it's kind of a liberal book called 12 Rules for Life. It's by this kind of, I don't want to call him left wing, but he's certainly further to the left than, than we right. are. Thinker, I, I can't remember his name. Yeah, he's recently, re- recently put out a sequel called 12 More Rules for Life. And look, we, we respect the guy, but we think maybe we could do a little better. Yeah, I, I noticed some room for improvement. So we bring you 12 better rules for a better life. Yes. And Eric and I have put our heads together. Obviously, we're two titans in this field. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of life experience. We have pretty great lives. Yeah. So who better than us to to lay it on you? So we're just going to go back and forth talking about our rules for a better life. I'm going to start with number one. Have a yummy, expensive breakfast every morning. In parentheses, at least $50. Breakfast should cost you a lot of money. Yeah. And it should be yummy yeah. because you want to start your day off right. So I always go buy a nice, expensive cafe. I get the priciest drink on the menu, even if I hate it. Right? I'm in a new city. I don't know what to get. Let me start with the most expensive thing because that's probably the best. And let me order whatever overpriced croissant or pastry I can. Right. And just keep tacking money on. And look, if I come up a little short, I'll take that too. I'll take that too. I want to spend at least $50 every morning. It makes me feel like I'm balling. Right. It makes me feel like I'm living the right way. And I'm not some cheapskate that is just trying to save money on breakfast. That's yeah. not how I roll. Here's number two. Carry yourself with dignity. Hmm. Um, it's so important to just sort of go about life with a certain level of pride, of dignity, right? Make sure you are, you know, just holding yourself up in ways that make you proud. Don't grovel, don't beg, know who you are, know your own worth. Hmm. It's so important. We see people all the time undersell themselves, undervalue themselves. And you gotta make sure that you are not doing that because you're limiting yourself in ways that are not helpful that will set you back. So really make sure that you carry yourself in that way. That's beautiful. That's one of my favorite rules, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Rule number three, shower at least once a week. A lot of you guys are not showering enough, and it smells. I was going (laughs) to say it shows, but that's funnier. Please shower at least once a week. It will give you better skin. Yeah, You'll feel better about yourself. It'll wake you up. Sometimes, look, there's going to be at least one day a week where you wake up, you feel a little groggy, Mm -hmm. you're hungover, whatever. Make that your shower day. Yeah, And I promise you, your life will get better. Uh, rule number four, give firm handshakes and speak with confidence. A couple of really basic things here that are just really easy to do, right? Firm handshakes, it's the right way to make an impression. Just a quick, you know, make sure you're holding the grass. No, none of that dead fish stuff. Know what you're going to say. Don't ramble. Don't, you know, um, don't, don't, uh, uh, don't like babble or like not, um, not don't know. Uh, just don't like not know what the point you're trying to make don't is. Don't stutter. No. Don't use filler words um, like uh, sort of, um, yeah, just know, just have a point and know where you're going. Yeah. Rule number five, don't take back talk from anyone. And if you do, beat yourself up over it for a month. We've all been there, right? Somebody tells us off and we want to say, well, I ought to, you know, whatever. But the words just don't come to us. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be taking our weekly shower and it comes to us. Oh, man, I should have said this. That is the worst thing you could ever do. Yeah. So it may help. If you find yourself in this situation a lot, again, beat yourself up over it. Yeah. 
for just a month. Don't let it be a lifelong thing, Mm -hmm. but really let that sink into you. And then start coming up with preemptive comebacks. Think of scenarios you could find yourself in, right? You're raging at a service worker at a department store. You're raging at a service worker at a restaurant. You're raging at a service worker at a hotel. Just all these different kinds of scenarios that you could find yourself in where you'll need a snappy comeback Mm -hmm. so that you won't find yourself looking dumb in the face. Rule number six, be as competitive as possible and be prepared to step on throats. If you're climbing the corporate ladder or you're trying to get the best inheritance from your father or any field of life, there is going to be competition. and You have to be prepared to do whatever it takes to win, right? Are you a winner or you a loser? Mm -hmm. Because that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be prepared to go to war over every little thing. I originally campaigned for don't be afraid to slit some throats, but we we scaled it back. Yeah, legally, we on. thought it might be a better idea to step on, be more metaphorical. All right, Bill, hit him with the next one. Rule number seven, your kids need to be the idealized version of yourself. Everything you couldn't do, they must. Make it happen by any means possible. Mm. This is just classic live through your kids, yeah. right? Think about your regrets, things you wish you would have done, wish you could have done differently anything like that, and force it upon your kids. It's a great way to get them to actually find some ambition in their life, give them some goals, give them some drive, and you just sit back and reap the fruits of their labor. Rule number eight, isolate yourself from others. Pretty straightforward. Attachments and personal relationships make you weak. They might make you feel really good for a little while, and then one day you find out that they're just not what you thought, maybe you're about to get married and you're looking forward to a life of joy and happiness and you find out that they're not quite thinking the same way and then you got to get it in an old or something like that, whatever. It's always better to be an island. You can be an island, depend on only yourself. Rule number nine, there are only two ways to get what you want, earning it and stealing it. Assess the situation and find out which way works best for you. Not every situation is going to call for the same thing. Sometimes you're going to have to earn it. Yeah. There are other times where that's going to take a really long time or a lot of work and you don't really want that. So you steal it, right? You change a name in a database. You fudge some numbers. You move things around. You break into a store. (laughs) You do whatever you have to do. There are also times where, yeah, that might be faster, but it has greater legal repercussions. You're not that good of a thief. So make sure you know who you're dealing with, who you are, and what's at stake. Rule number 10. Be paranoid and fear everyone. Everyone is a threat. This is this one is so important in every part of your life, right? In the workplace, right? The idea of, oh, work together with your team and stuff like that. No, they are always looking to stab you in the back. Be afraid, be paranoid, right? At home, you should always be prepared for an end of the world type thing or your neighbors cannot be trusted. Have guns, have a panic room, have sh- a shelter and things like that for everything. The world is filled of danger and death, and you always have to be ready to kill before you get killed. Rule number 11 is fairly similar to that, but you'll see how it differs a bit. Be the most powerful person in any room. If you're not, you're in the wrong room or the wrong mindset. Remember, power is a social construct that can only be yielded against the weak. If you feel overpowered or intimidated, it's because you're a useless beta pleb who needs to step up his game and make it happen. No excuses. This is a pretty long rule, I'll admit. Yeah. Um, are, so true though a book is coming it's not it's it's in the works and our editor who we're working with a uh, great right-wing editor 
is trying to talk us into shortening this one because he wants to sell merch. He wants to sell right, t-shirts, right, right, right. Uh, magnets, stuff like that. And this is a magnet of its own, if that. So we might we might condense this a bit, but it's it's all in the rule is just be the most powerful person at all times. That's probably a better rule yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. Rule number 12, this is the most important one. And you can see how it fits in. Pursue joy. Hmm. You know, it's just so important. Right? Try to live a life that's filled with sunshine and filled with a light that makes you airy and feel good about yourself. That's so important. Yeah, don't right? be so hard on yourself. Yeah, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, trust others. Love people, right? Relationships are important. Mm. Hug your kids. Yeah. Let them live, you know? It's just yeah. so important. And look, sometimes... You just got to skate by, grab a quick muffin for breakfast, Mm -hmm. keep it moving so you can spend some more time with your kids. Yeah. And look, sometimes if, again, family and life and stuff like that is so important. So sometimes if you've got to grovel a little bit at work for an extra day of vacation with your family or for a raise so you can buy your kids something nice, do it. Absolutely. Go for that. That's so important. And look, sometimes people are going to mess around with you a little bit. If you don't have that perfect comeback or whatever, it's fine. You're happy. It's totally important. Look, sometimes in a meeting or something like that, you have something important to say, but you're not quite sure how to say it. Mm-hmm. It's okay to stay quiet. Yeah. It's okay to maybe just take a step back and think about things first. You don't always have to be some hard-charging, you know, dominant persona. So those are our 12 better rules for a better life. Like I said, be on the lookout for that book. It's not out yet. It's not written yet, but it is coming. It is coming. Patreon will see it first. So yeah. keep that in mind. And with that, we'd like to get into our next segment. Okay, so today we are doing a fan favorite. We are doing uh, our story time slash weight off our shoulders segment. We are going to get into a story from our past where either we are justifying something and, and explaining ourselves to the mainstream media that have tried to paint us as monsters, or we're just confessing to something really bad that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get right into it. Bill, you kind of got shortchanged in our last one, so I'm going to let you go first today. That's great, yeah. Um We've had a pretty up-and-down relationship with Michigan State. It's where we got our start. Um, We ended up going back to them several times. So it was our first year coaching together back in 99. Uh, Went back to them in 01, back there in 05. Um, I want to focus on the most recent time we had with them in, in 2019. Eric described it as like marrying his first wife all over again. And I don't know what that means. I can't connect to that. But what I think he was trying to say was that 20 years of history of just getting under each other's skin and every possible annoying thing we've ever done was just so present. There are a lot of people in that front office that are still there. And uh, we've just had a very strained relationship with them our whole career. And I'll hey, I'll cop to that. Mm-hmm. And I think I may have even been responsible for a little bit of it. But that's big of you. Yeah, perhaps. I'm not I won't I won't go that far just yet. I'm gonna talk to my lawyer first. But I did want to talk about something I did that hey, maybe I'm not the most proud of. Okay. But it makes me a better man to be up here and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So yes, this was just a few short years ago, Michigan State. And we were running a practice like usual. I got a text from someone that said, Congratulations, you just won a hundred dollar Walmart gift certificate, uh, head to the nearest Walmart to redeem. It expires today. 
Nice. So forget practice. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, you tapped me and you showed it to me. I said, oh, yeah, no, go, go get a couple guns or something. Right. I was going to get a couple guns at Walmart. So I peel off. Um, and I, it said, it told me where the nearest one was, which I thought was great. So I, I drove there. And I think I may have made a wrong turn, even though I'm almost positive the address was accurate. Uh, because I ended up at some old abandoned warehouse, and I'll be honest, I got the daylight knocked out of me. I mean, somebody was just waiting there with crowbars and, and all sorts of weapons, and uh, yeah, they went to town on me. And they stole my car and everything I owned at the time, or everything I had on my person. And uh, I looked a mess, and at that point, I wondered if I'd been scammed, but <laughs> I am very tech savvy. I'm very hip. I understand technology. Yeah. It would have been embarrassing for me who I am in, I will say, the middle part of my life. I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah. I think this is the middle. I mm-hmm. uh, hope it's not the end, <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been embarrassing for someone of my age to say, hey, I got this random text from a random number and I got the daylight beat out of me. So I blamed it on Michigan State. And I said that they have a horrible work environment and I was just trying to get a cup of coffee from the lounge and uh, one of the teachers went ham on me (laughs) and I was threatening litigation and all that. Um, And even though that would have been pretty easy to disprove, I was a PR nightmare because I was still on some social media at the time. I was allowed to be on that and I was doing all, I did a whole press run. And I was on every local news station just tearing into Michigan State. Yeah. And I think that might have been wrong. Yeah, well, that's really big of you to say. Yeah. Um, my story, I'm going to be honest, this is a, a weight off my shoulders. One. This is not me justified, because this, whew, this might be one of the worst things I've ever done. Oh, wow. This is back in 2018. We're at Loyola, Chicago. Mm. Great school. This is the year before. The year before. You might have heard about this, Bill. I'd got into a fight with the uh, administrator, the head of the athletics department. I had asked for some more funding for some stuff. I probably said it was for basketball or something like that. It was probably because I wanted a nicer hotel room at a at a later date, but whatever. I was upset. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get back at this guy, I'll be honest. He had hurt my pride, hurt my ego. We had really gotten into it. We had said some things that probably led to the disintegration of the relationship between us and the school. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I was really upset. So I needed to know, okay, what's the best guy, way to really get back at this guy? I've never been in a rage like this before. So I went to the school directory, and I'm going to be honest, I found his home address. And I thought to myself, all right, I got I to gotta make a point here. So I drove to his house in the middle of the night, and I was so, so upset. You were really mad. I remember I, yeah, you, were, I, you were texting me I while was, you were driving I was there. going to do some damage. Yeah. So I parked my car a few blocks away, and I had my knapsack filled of my tools, and I was filled with rage and hate. So I ran up to his house, and I did the most heinous thing I could think of, the thing that would permanently remind this guy never to cross me, and that I really hated him. I put so much silly string on that guy's car, and I got my big old Sharpies out, and I wrote a bunch of bad words on it. I, I silly stringed so much of it. And I had some eggs and I egged it. And I really let that guy know. 
until I found out later that it wasn't his car at all and that I had just done it to someone else. But that wasn't a big deal because it doesn't matter. The intention matters. Well, and I'm so ashamed of, I mean, that has got to be the worst thing you could do to somebody. The humiliation. Stop it right there because you wanted a better hotel room. Okay. (sighs) Yes. This would have been an unspeakable act of hate and violence. And let's be honest, terror. Yes. And I don't know if I'd, feel comfortable doing this podcast with you mm-hmm. but no this was charged you were in a rage because you wanted a nicer hotel room yeah and you didn't get that and no. this guy was a little bit maybe gave you a little bit of lip is that right yeah oh no he said a lot of things to me he said oh are you some sort of like fancy guy like what's up with you like why do you need an extra room or something like that and i said i remember shooting back with like oh well you should probably lose some weight or something like that. Or how about you jump in the gym with me? Or how about you shoot a tray ball? Something like that. Yeah. But it was a bad fight and we said a lot of things. And so if someone calls me a fancy guy, I'm TPing their house. <laughs> I might burn that guy's house to the ground. Like, I'll be honest, I, I can get upset. And, and that wasn't the only thing. That was kind of the thing that kicked it off. Yeah. Right. He probably called me a jerk or something like right. that or something. Something really Yeah. Mean. Something bad, like some sort of dunce or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Some Some really bad words. Yeah. And that's what I wrote all over his car, mm-hmm. uh, plus some other bad ones. Yeah. Um, so, look, I got to get that off my chest. It feels really good. Uh, if he's listening, I'm kind of almost over it. and But I am sorry for, for that because that was way too far. That was way too far. But that's good to get off my chest. And it also feels good to have done just another great pod with you, Bill. This was yeah. a good time. Yeah, I agree. I, I couldn't agree more, actually, even if I wanted to. And I don't. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that that's where I'm at. Great pod. Mm-hmm. Another great week. Thank you guys for listening, for supporting us. We really appreciate you, as always. Uh, please stay tuned. we got another episode coming for you next week. And, yeah, buy some tickets to this Bryn Mawr game coming up. We're looking forward to it.